Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! We're back Monday morning, three dudes with a view. I'm Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Uh, yes, uh, Sunday, September 10th, the Titans did play, and uh, they lost, unfortunately, in our, the first broadcast of a Titans football game on WKOM, which was yesterday. Today is Monday, uh, September 11th, so it is the anniversary of 9 11. Clayton Harris, dude number two, is just parking the bus. How are you, man? I'm doing well, Dale. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Come on in and have a seat. He's getting the school bus parked out there. And I don't see Mr. York yet, but uh, he may have. Mr. York texted me about 15 minutes ago to tell me he had a meeting this morning. Okay, so he's got a a school, not a school board, an election uh, commission meeting. Commission. Yeah, and and again, we thank him for his service. Uh, Folks, it is 9-11, and I think right at this very minute at Firefighters Park down in the station in downtown Columbia, uh, that uh, a memorial ceremony is being held at Firefighters Park. So if you're in the neighborhood and and want to drop by, I've, I've been to that ceremony before it's quite an impressive ceremony um and i believe it's being held starting right now at this at this very moment firefighters park in downtown columbia i think clayton am i right on that do you know yes sir i believe you are correct okay and it's 9 11 i don't you know uh it's hard to think that uh almost everybody and everybody in you know high school or or college these days was not born or was uh, a baby on 9-11 uh, but that's where we are yeah it really is I, I was actually a junior in high school when it happened and it's uh, something I'll never forget and I'm sure you, you were at the you were in Nashville I'm sure yeah I was at the S attorney's office on the way into work and uh, we were listening to the radio, of course, and the, the first one hit, and uh, Larry Moon, the late Larry Moon and I were riding into work together, and the first one hit, and we thought, oh, well, that's an accident of some type. Then the second one hit, and I looked at Larry, and he looked at me, and we said, ooh, that's no accident. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, then, of course, our office went on high alert. Uh, Nobody, nobody, they set up a special task force to, I mean, nobody knew what, where the next the shoe was going to drop, you know, at that point. They, they grounded every airplane. Grounded and had, yeah, had, had us on high alert to, you know, to do um, search warrants and prosecutions and issue arrest warrants as things might develop. Of course, nothing developed in Nashville at all, but nobody knew that at the time, you know. Yeah, that was... Uh I can remember I was I was teaching in Giles County at the time, and uh, my in-class TV was messed up, so I didn't see anything. Coach know, Mike Lyle on the board. Good morning. And then all of a sudden, I heard as as the classes were changing, I heard the kids buzzing about it and talking about it. So I kind of eased over next door to look, and I can still remember looking up, watching the TV, looking at the report, and seeing the second plane come in over the commentator's shoulder. 
and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, they're doing a replay of the pl- of the crash, and then it dawned on me that the one building was already burning. And we real, and then the, the way the commentator reacted was, you know, oh, hey, we just got word that a second plane has hit, uh, and realized I realized at that point that we had watched the second plane fly into the uh, fly into the building. Uh, it was it was really an a weird day at school that day. Uh, the kids were buzzing because the teachers were the key, teachers were almost in a and I, shock is not quite what I'd want to say, but we were very subdued as a staff. I think we we kind of knew as, as the adults in the situation knew what the importance of what was what we were seeing happening. The kids were starting to pick up on that it was, especially the high schoolers, were, were, were picking up on the idea that, hey, something something bad's happened. And uh, we got about, oh, another hour and a half in, and then they, the administration decided we needed to close down the TVs until we could get further solid information. Of course, at that you know, early on, all kinds of reports were coming in. So, But, yeah, it was a, definitely an odd day. Yeah, it was an odd day. Of course, I'm, I'm old enough to. I was in second grade when John F. Kennedy was assassinated. So that was yeah, yeah, yeah that'll date you. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's uh, and I'll I'll always remember that one. But uh, the principal coming on the intercom and saying the president's been assassinated. Uh, that was whatever. You remember those days. You remember where you were. Uh, we should remember nine eleven. We should have. A heightened vigilance. I did hear uh, Congressman Scott Dejale on Nashville radio this morning says, saying that at his briefings, uh, they are telling him that there's a pretty high probability of some other type of attack or event in the next six months, which is not surprising to me. I mean, you know, if, if you believe the borders are secure and closed, then I've got a prize bull I want to sell you. Uh, you know, I, I saw a photograph the other day down there, the Trump's wall that the uh, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Service had, had actually welded the doors open, <laughs> welded the doors open, uh, and just people just streaming through. Uh, I mean, you easily could have... You know, uh, you could easily bring across the border, you know, a company or even, hell, a division size uh, force, <laughs> you know, I, right now. I mean, uh, I mean, it could be anybody. It could be, yeah. yeah, I mean, it could be anybody. They're just, you, you see those videos, just uh, military age men, just thousands and thousands of them. Uh, so we we have no idea what's in this country, what they brought with them, what they're capable of doing, what their plans are. Uh, we, you know, I mean, hey, the door's open. Come on, am I wrong, Clayton? No, I mean, when you describe it like that, that I've, you know, I've, I've I've never really thought about it like that as far as big groups of people together. I mean that. That would just be unbelievable, but uh, but yeah, I mean you're you're exactly right. The well, you'd so, you'd piecemeal them across a, separately. A, a, absolutely, you know, division's got what roughly fifteen thousand folks. Well, fifteen thousand's a drop in the bucket uh, compared to what we've seen come across. Even the the acknowledged numbers, you know, it is scary. It it really is. So, yeah, um, it, you know, this is an issue that that 
you know, Trump had uh, tried to get a hold of. And then it's something that this administration just seems to not really not be a top priority to them. It's like you've said before, Delk, you've called down well, It's more than guys. that, Clayton. That their, their top priority is to let as many people in as they can possibly get in. I mean, that is that is their top priority. That's obvious. Like I said, if you don't realize that, then I've got a prize bull I want to sell you. No, I agree. <clears throat> I totally agree. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's just, and I saw that during the, I mean, I, I was, I was working as assistant United States attorney during the Obama administration and, and, uh, you know, so I was tasked with working with immigration and custom enforcement to handle their cases. And, uh, my secretary would get an ICE agent, uh, at home. I mean, they were told to stand down. Do nothing, and then I, yeah, and I and I was, you know, you you would I would turn on the television or the radio, and you know, the Obama administration would be saying, oh, you know, we've apprehended more than we've ever apprehended, and our detention centers are full, and all this kind of stuff. And I'd call down to Louisiana and Texas to the detention centers and go, hey, fellas, what's happening down there? And they go, absolutely nothing. <laughs> I said, you got anybody in there? No, we're empty. You know, I mean. That they, you know, they just the the lies. You know, when when you had an inside seat like that and were able to see the lies. I mean, if you want to get the truth, I mean, go to Twitter and the uh, Border Patrol Union has a feed on Twitter. Twitter and the the your your line agent. Now, if, if they expose lies, they're going to get fired. But if you're the president of the Border Patrol Union, you're you can tell the truth and they can't do anything to you so uh, that's where i go is to the uh statements coming out of the border patrol union and i remember uh, they're they're the truth and uh, i remember seeing those statements when i was in the uh, working under the obama administration when i was on the inside as well and um they're just the borders are, are open just come on across i mean they, we'll give you a gift card and a a uh, hotel room and uh, everything, uh, you know, help help you get on to wherever you need to go. Incredible. It is. It, it's just uh, my dad was in Canada over the weekend. He was telling me that some guy was applying for citizenship and the wait list. Like, he, he's literally, he had a sponsor and everything. And I think it's like a 10 to 12-year wait time. I mean, it'd be, it'd be easier to fly into Mexico and come across the border that way. He'd get here a lot quicker, you know. And Well, I, you, they, they say the uh, illegal immigration from Canada has stepped up considerably these days as well. Uh, and you, you see those stats. It's not necessarily Hispanics coming in. It's large numbers of Chinese, yes. Middle Easterners. Uh, <laughs> they, everybody knows. I mean, and, yeah, I've got some... Uh, yeah, I've got some uh, friends and relatives who live down in Mexico, and that, that's the deal these days. People from all over the world are coming to Mexico and then just stepping all over the border, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and, and back to what one of your original points was, you know, yeah, you know, Scott Desjardins says, you know, there's a chance that it could happen in the next six months. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, you think about what could I, have come I across that border. I'm pretty sure he said that's what he had the warning he had received in classified briefings that the chance of some kind of attack in the next six months was fairly high, or maybe high. 
Uh, and Scott Dejolay's got such a matter of fact type delivery to him. That, yeah, you know, that's you know, it's he he always just lays it out there plain as you can lay it. Yes, know? yes, he does. We yes, <laughs> uh, was our congressman, and, and uh, you know the districts got shifted around, and then the new district was created. And of course, and the, that that moved uh, Scott Dejolay on off to the east, and now Andy Ogles is the uh, is our representative, and, and I'm sure he's got the same information as well. Yeah, I, I I would imagine so. Well, we shall see. Yeah, <laughs> what else can you say about yeah, that? I mean, yeah. It, it, I, yeah. I was going to say, I, I, what, what do you do? You know. Yeah, I mean it's an invasion. That's exactly what it is. What do you do? You have absolutely no idea. I mean, there there could be a company size unit. I mean, there could be cells of terrorists. I mean, there 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 could be anything. I mean, but there could there could easily you know a a regiment is what five hundred men I think or something like that. You know, I mean, uh, no, or five thousand. Yeah, Yeah. I think a regiment's about five thousand. And I mean, yeah, there could easily be a, a, a. uh, an irregular regiment, you know, scattered all over the country, waiting to receive the call. You know, and, yeah, and yeah. we don't know it. You well, know. and I, I worry about something being just, you know, some type of weapon being carried over the border into our country that they could fit into a suitcase or something. You know, you just don't ever know. You absolutely don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, you just you do not know. And and nobody's there to check to see. Nobody's checking. Nobody's checking. You literally come over, bring whatever you want, and walk across the border, and we'll see what happens. Or I, drive. Yeah, or, it's unbelievable. Or take a boat, whatever you want to do. All right, we're going to do something, even if it's wrong here. We'll be back in a minute. I've got several things. I've, I've, Mr. York's not here, and I wanted to get him in on uh, these conversations, but I guess we're just going to have to go on without him. Let's take a break. Come back. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Dr. Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Has your back been bothering you for years? Can't play golf? Pick up the grandkids? Garden or exercise? Tried everything and nothing works? Call the Dr. Gill Center. We have successfully helped tens of thousands of patients in Middle Tennessee, and you could be next. Call 615-880-9774 and ask about our $49 special. That's 615-880-9774. Because back pain doesn't need to be a way of life. Call me, painfree.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit TaylorFamilyFarmTN.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. With a view, I'm dude number three. I'm Del Kennedy. 
Studio number two, Clayton Harris got the bus parked. He's right here. How are you, man? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Dude, number one, Mr. Jim York is at an election commission meeting, and we thank him for his service on that um, commission. Uh, it is 9-11, and uh, they're probably concluding the uh, memorial ceremony down at Firefighters Park right now. There are probably other ceremonies and commemorations going on all over southern Middle Tennessee. And it is a day that causes us to pause and think. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Clayton, over the weekend, uh, first of all, the UT Vols, I've, I've never uh, beat Austin P. And I didn't, I wasn't closely tuned in to either the Alabama or the UT game, but I've never heard as much. What is all this, the story about the, the referee in the, in the UT game? Coach Mike made to help me out on this one. I didn't watch any of that game uh, because I was watching Alabama, Texas. Um, but I do know that it was a close game for for a long time. Austin P came out swinging. It was surprisingly and, close, and I don't remember hearing anything. Oh, there's much a about. dog's right. There's something. I, if, if somebody wants to text, okay. Me. I okay. I do remember a comment on the radio them saying something about the referee crew being a new crew and that a lot of times they'll break in the new crews on what are supposed to be cupcake games. Mm -hmm. And I don't, but I don't remember any specific call or any specific incident. Austin Austin P came to play. There's no, Oh yeah. Uh, Well, Austin P came in with nothing to lose and everything to gain and played like it. I mean, they just played loose and fast and, and you know, Hey, throw the chips out there and see what happens. There we go. Uh, I'm afraid Milton, kind of became Milton again. <laughs> Anybody that's listened for for a while with UT was, you know, that that's kind of what got him in the in the doghouse to start with before Hooker took over as as quarterback was that he kept overthrowing people. And uh he he was going back to 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 that situation. Hopefully he'll get it straightened back out and um you know, of course you win 30 to 13 and you're complaining, but you know, of course against Again, who are you playing? You should have you should have wiped them out by by forty or fifty, and uh, it, it didn't. It guy, didn't guy, happen. Guy gives some credit to the governors. Yeah, all right, yeah, all right. And, and, and they played well. Um, yeah, the other governors had had it. The one Clayton is just having a uh, been having a meltdown about all weekend long. The one that was on this station, <laughs> Alabama versus Texas. What happened, Clayton? <laughs> Bad quarterback play. I, you know, Nick Saban. He. You know, he, that Clayton is a diehard Alabama fan. You know, I, I'm, I've never been so agitated in my life because right when they would get to the point of where you had to pull him, they'd score a touchdown. And it was like, okay, we're going to start this all over again. And then it'd be two or three bad series, and you're like, all right, we've got to pull him. They'd score another touchdown. You're not going to beat good teams that way. Nick Saban didn't make a change of quarterback. I think you're going to see it this week. Um, but you know, when you got a guy who gets up there and he makes one read and then if it's not there, he panics. Uh, yeah, he's going to get sacked a lot and it's going to make the offensive line look bad. Uh, but if you notice in the first half, they came out, they ran the ball well, they controlled the line of scrimmage. And then in the second half, Texas basically said, we're just going to load the box, stop the run and make you pass. Dare you to throw it. Yeah. yeah. And, um, those, those interceptions are just, you, those are just terrible, and you're you're not going to win. You're not going to win, get, you know, games against good teams that way with a, with quarterback play like that. So, 
We'll see what happens. He's got he's got a week to figure it out before they start SEC play. There we go. But now Texas, though, I, I mean, I give them credit. Yeah. Texas is good. Te- Texas I, is a better yeah. team than a lot of team. A lot of people think they are. Uh, and, I mean, uh, I went down to Texas thirty five, forty years ago, and looked around, and, and nobody was paying much attention to Texas back then. And you go you go down to, went down to Austin, and here's this university with fifty thousand students. Yeah. They've got their their endowment is second only to Harvard's. <laughs> they just you know swimming in money. They've got literally a recruiting base the size of Texas, and this is Friday Night Lights Texas people, you know. Right. And I'm no football expert. And I don't follow it like you you guys do. But I mean, I, I, I said then if if these people don't you know turn this into a, a a, a nationally ranked public university, uh, football, academics, and the whole nine yards, they've got everything they need to do it here. You know, everything. Yeah, th- them joining the SEC next year in 24 is going to be interesting. Uh, it's it's going to bring a whole other dynamic uh, to the conference. And Oklahoma joining as well. Um, you know, those two are big rivals. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's going to look different, but – you know, uh, that's what's happening now in college football. You know, these big conferences are trying to recruit uh, teams out of other conferences, and the Pac-12 won't even exist next year uh, after all the mergers uh, for the next uh, TV contract year, which is next year. There we go. Things are changing. Yep. The times they are changing. Yep. All right. I received – no, Clayton received. Uh, and we've been covering – on this show and otherwise, uh, the whole situation with at Columbia Central High School. Of course, there's the Roy Brooks who's charged with entering the campus uh, with a, with a firearm, uh, unauthorized entry to the campus with a firearm in connection with a May third, uh, what was thought to be an active shooter turned out to be a hoax. Uh, but then this all leads to a confrontation, I guess is the right word, between. Uh, Michael Steele, the principal, and and um, um, no, it's Clayton. I'm having a mental. Um, our director, Lisa Ventura, yeah, Lisa Ventura, our director of schools. Michael Steele gets suspended, and over the weekend, I think the he's suspended as principal without pay. Uh, over the weekend, he was reinstated as principal of Columbia Central High School. Uh, there are a lot of different aspects to this story for sure, uh, but. Clayton received a, a commentary from a listener uh, who didn't didn't authorize his name to be disclosed, but it's a commentary on the Central High School situation and Michael Steele uh, that has caused me to think. I mean, it, it's it's one of the more you know. It, this person has a very deep analysis. I, he he's a more thoughtful person, I think, than anybody I've heard uh, coming to the situation, and he's caused me to think, at least, about the Central High School situation and Dr. Michael Steele in ways that I never would have thought about it. Uh, I can't quite decide whether I agree with him or disagree with him, whether I agree in parts or disagree in parts. I'm really up in the air. Uh, I read it over and over and over, and sometimes I can't decide where I am on what he's saying. Uh, or, or parts thereof. Here's what he says, though. 
Steele's leadership style was, is effective and necessary because parents who cared took the easy way out and sent kids to CA, Zion, Agathos, etc. If we had that parental involvement in public, we'd be a top decile system. Apathy allowed good families to leave. Command, control, and strength will be necessary to bring them back. Short-term, kids may benefit from private school strength. Longer-term, it hurts our community, therefore those same kids, by having weaker public schools. You have to have balance for the healthiest community, and there is none. Private has stomped a mud hole in public for the last decade. Longer-term, that hurts private and public. There's a lot being said there. Uh, Clayton, I, I ran the, I just, I tried to do some rough numbers here. Um, we've got 13,000 roughly is the right in public schools in Murray County. That's correct. Uh, Zion and uh, CA have got roughly 1,000 apiece or a little over 1,000. Uh, Agathos has got about 500, and then you got to assume there's another, say, 500 homeschoolers out there. So that gets you up to 3,000 Murray County kids who are either in private, you know, and these are just rough numbers, folks. That's 3,000 Murray County kids who are uh, approximately 3,000 who are in private schools or homeschool. And as a percentage, that's, that gets, that's knocking on 20% of the uh, secondary school uh, children in Murray County, 20% are either in private school or homeschool. That's an ex- – I, I, I can't think of another county in the state that has numbers like that. Uh, I don't know the numbers for every county in the state, but, I mean, I can't – you know, if you just look around to Murfreesboro, Shelbyville, uh, you know, uh, Giles County or – even Williamson County, I, you, you don't you don't see numbers like that uh, in terms of uh, the number of the number of children who are uh, not in the public education system in a given county. Uh, that 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 would be some interesting data to go through uh, and look at other counties in the area uh, and 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 across the state and see. Where we do match up against them as far as uh, the number of students that are, you know, in something else other than public schools. Well, is this listener's hypothesis correct that uh, Murray County Public Schools has basically had an apathy toward uh, these kids who are exiting the school system and elected to go home school private? uh, And that somebody like uh, Michael Steele, who can provide the structure that might attract these families to come back or or remain and not go. Uh, is he on something there? I, I think he, uh, that person was talking about at Central High School because there have been a lot. Well, true, yeah. That, he, he, he was talking about Central High School. Central High School because there have been a lot of private school families that have come back to Columbus Central High School over the last couple of years. Um, and, you know, that, that's – that that's a good sight to see. You know, obviously something you know is going well for them to want to come back into the public school system. And I think what happened is I think you had a, a lot of families during COVID uh, that maybe didn't want their kids out of school, so they sent them private. And then you know after things have settled down and 
things are back to normal per se uh they, they've come back so well, you also had you think about it what was the turnover in principle at central i mean it was very unstable there for a while yeah um, and, and i mean it was you know you were bouncing it, with, it's, it's it's still, four, it appears four, to still be unstable it, well, it had four, it had four principles in three years or something like that it, it was something well, horrendous and, and the current principal gets suspended for two weeks. Uh, I mean, that's not that's not stability, but, uh, stability folks. So I, I think that was probably lending to the numbers of people looking for other options. Um, you know, I, I've been in other situations in, in other states where, again, the, the instability at the top, you know, at the principalship or something like that, kind of kind of pushed people away. You know, they were kind of and. The I think the attitude I don't know about apathy of more of what can we do, <laughs> you know what can we do to stop it? They don't well, really know. I mean, they this, didn't really know listener, what to do to stop it. This and, listener and, thing, and so it know, was. It, it kind of came across as as apathy, but you know it was kind of like how well, how, do, how do we stop this? When well, well, this listener thinks that you know somebody what Michael Seal, ex Marine, uh, no nonsense guy, uh, you know thinks the. You know, he's he, yeah, he's just very organized type. You know, tight ship guy. Well, you know, I'll be, this I, this listener thinks that he's the type of guy who's going to be necessary to stop the bleeding, as stop a, the hemorrhage. Well, and, and I'll say, as a parent of a student who's a sophomore out there, um, my daughter was really worried going from Whitthorn to Central as an eighth grader to a freshman. She, you know, she had heard all these stories and you know didn't really know what to expect. And I will say this. Um, she has really enjoyed her first two years uh, or first year and a half uh, or, of, or so of high school out there. And thanks a lot of Dr. Steele. And uh, I know uh, she is glad that he's back and hopefully they can uh, move on and have a good you know, rest of the school year and uh, keep moving in the right direction. Because I do think there's a lot of really good things happening in the public school system and particularly at Central High School. Well, again, this listener said, apathy allowed good families to leave. Command, control, and strength will be necessary to bring them back. And and he goes on to say that he thinks Dr. Steele has those qualities. Uh, certainly, anybody who knows him knows he's a he's a he's a very much tight ship kind of guy, you know. Uh, so to answer your question, Coach, uh, at least this listener thinks that that leadership style is what's going to be necessary yes. to, yeah, I, I to retain I these students. The truth, I agree with them. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a break and come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. 
Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Let's talk about antique versus vintage jewelry. Did you know antique jewelry is over a hundred years old and vintage is 50 to a hundred years? Tillis Jewelry, located downtown Columbia, has a wonderful collection from Georgian, Victorian, Edwardian, and Art Deco. We select every piece for their timeless beauty. Stop by and select your favorite piece. Jewelry to last a lifetime. Remember, Tillis Jewelry, your antique and vintage jewelry store. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. If you happy and you know it clap your hands if you're happy and you know it clap your hands if you're happy and you know it then your face will surely show it if you're happy and you know it clap your hands when you see the happy face on our truck you'll be smiling because you know that you're in luck when you're fixed up and you know it healer solved it like you hoped it if you're happy and you know it shout it out Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, 
And I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. with a view i'm dude number three delk kennedy dude number two clayton harris how you doing doing well delk good morning everybody dude number one mr jim york is at an election commission meeting coach mike lyle's been joining in with us he's on the board every day sometimes he talks with us sometimes he just sits over there and turns the <laughs> dials you know uh, sometimes i just sit over here and just keep my head down and oh, watch the watch the world oh. go by <laughs> uh, but you know glad to be here this, this morning you know we're gonna leave this, but uh, we got a we got a an email from a, a an email text whatever from a listener about the situation at Columbia Central High School and Dr. Michael Steele, and I'll reread it. Uh, Steele's leadership style was is effective and necessary because parents who cared took the easy way out and sent kids to CA Zion Agathos etc. If we had all that parental involvement in public, we'd be a top decile system. Now, think about that, folks, and he's probably right. Apathy allowed good families to leave. Command, control, and strength will be necessary to bring them back. Short-term kids may benefit from private school strength. Longer-term, it hurts our community. Therefore, those same kids, by having a weaker public schools, you have to have balance for the healthiest community, and there is none. Private has stomped a mud hole in public for the last decade. Longer-term, that hurts private and public. Uh, and those of you who uh, are, are the apathetic, we've heard from you. Uh, and, uh, you know, denial and apathy is not going to fix this situation, folks. And you know who you are. We've gotten texts from you. Um, and, and let me say this, this. This move to the private school and the home school, in Murray County is not something that went on during COVID. I mean, it may have been there. I mean, I recall, you know, we, we sent our children to, let's see, when did we first enroll our children in school, in elementary school? It had been in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And at that time, the number of homeschoolers, private schoolers in Murray County was minimal, you know. Uh this is a 25 to 30 year trend of exodus from Murray County Public Schools, and it's undeniable. Well, and I think it's a Middle Tennessee thing in general. I mean, you look at some of these these schools like BGA. I mean, think about how long BGA's had a bus running from you know down here. Up. Yeah, but it was just a few. I mean, BGA. But look, look how big, BGA back then had one bus. Yeah, look how know. look how big they are now. I think. Yeah, I think. Look so. at Brentwood Academy. Look at yeah. Innsworth. I mean, Innsworth's been yeah. around for just 
the last twenty years. Oh well, well they've they've all grown. There's, that's for sure. But as a, as you talk about though, I mean, still though, you know, Brentwood Academy's percentage of, I mean, the 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 proportion of people in Williamson County who are students who are in private schools is is not that great. You know, even with Brentwood Academy and BGA. Uh, what what's changed here is the is the there has been basically a thirty year exodus, uh, and and I'm I submit to you that Murray County's unique in that that the, the, those other schools may have grown in those other counties, but in terms of the overall picture, public versus private in those counties, really hadn't changed that much. I think you've seen a lot of. I think you've seen a lot of private schools kind of pop up over, like you mentioned, the last 30 to 20 years. I mean, you, you look in this area. Look, Agathos, 20 years old. Um, Grace. Up, oh, Agathos didn't exist 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Grace up in Leapers Fort, which has become a big private school in that but, area. But again, what this, oh, But they're popping up everywhere. They are. But what this listener is talking about, though, is that – uh, Columbia Central High School in particular, right? And why there's been an exodus, and and I would submit to you a, a 25 to 30 year exodus in particular, and uh, and and if you look around, it's it, it it's it's more profound in terms of numbers. You know, I, I I just don't know of any of our neighboring counties who might have you know up to 20 percent who are in private and then you know i mean what this listener has done i hope has caused us to think about it uh and what that's about now you know full disclosure i sent my children to private schools and i'm not i have no apologies for it whatsoever uh and that's just the way it was mary and i uh took a good look at at what was going on in public education here in Murray County and just didn't think it was adequate for our children at the time. Now, that was our decision. Other people have other decisions. I respect their decisions. Uh, what I think, you know, we, we did have people who actually got angry with us for sending our children to private schools. And, you know, folks, that doesn't help. <laughs> that doesn't help. <laughs> you know, the only thing that might have that just made us want to send them to private schools more. Uh, you know, uh, that doesn't help, and and you you get a lot of that. So, I'll, I'll just put that out there. Well, you know, it's um, it's it's a decision that every parent's got to make. Yeah. No, it's per, and each kid is different. It, 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 correct, a- absolutely. It, it's not it's not public versus private. Our children needed what was available in private education, and they got it in spades, and were highly successful, and are still highly successful this day, in academics and business and beyond. Uh, but now it, it is. There is no blanket answer. Each kid is different. Mm-hmm. What that kid needs is different, and it's not the same just because, uh, you know, just because one kid went to, you know, uh, the, the parents went to BGA doesn't mean that their child should not be in public schools. Each kid is different. Oh, I, what seen, that kid needs is different. It's not the same solution generation after generation. I, I've seen families with 
they've had a kid in private school and another kid in public school. I, yeah. I've seen that before. Well, and, not to mention your own situation. Correct. A- absolutely. So, but, you know. but uh, yeah, what, what I'm retreating from is suggesting that there's a right solution for every kid, uh, public versus private, or even, you know, unit school versus uh, uh, central high school. I, Every kid is different. Right. Oh, uh, sure. I, 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 I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I think also not only are your kids different, but your communities are different as well. That's what, yeah, and that's, and that's what makes Murray County so unique. I mean, you can go to a unit school like Kalioka. You've, you've had a chance to be, you know, inside that building um, and seeing the interactions of how that whole dynamic works mm-hmm. down there. And it's and it was really neat. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you, At you know, Kalioka, we talked about my visit to Kalioka Unit School. It was, yes. it was really a fun day. And it was great. Uh, you know, there's such a positive vibe from that school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah you, I, you, you could have an older sibling uh, that's going to be in the building with a younger sibling for you know 10 years or so yeah and that's that that's great but you also have central high school that offers you know a little bit of everything or a little bit of something for everyone and so it's it's just you got good balance throughout the county in my opinion of a, a mixture of of, of of everything you know yeah, I, I taught at Cully for nine years uh, taught at Mount Pleasant for eight years before that yeah and uh, but it, the, big, the biggest difference that I saw between you know the the the, uh, the unit school and stuff like that was the family atmosphere type situation. It wasn't just the actual big brothers and big sisters. I think everyone, you know, most of the kids there, most of the high school students, kind of saw the elementary kids as their little brothers, little sisters. There was a lot of interaction between. Between now, there was separate. You know, again, there was a separation by the building. You know, the, the design of the building and the and the way the parameters were set up in the building. But there was also that that mix that was was healthy in, in many regards. Um, and, yeah, and, and, and it was a family. Most of the teachers knew. You know, I mo, I was I was a high school English teacher. And by the time I got my students ninth grade, tenth grade, I knew who they were, what they were. You know the the their tendencies and, and stuff like that by because there was a constant interaction. Uh, I I, I kind of had a unique situation where I was a high school teacher, but I was a middle school coach, and so I would get uh, I, I would get a feel for a lot of those middle school students coming up. Yeah, and I, and I didn't mean to turn this into a conversation that you know unit school versus central high school or public versus private. What this listener was focused on was the particular problem. Uh, that seems to be evident at Central High School here, which is Central High School is a very important to this community. Yeah, both my girls attended there. Both of my girls attended there and and did well. It's uh, extremely important to this community. It's the primary educational opportunity. And, And I know uh, you know, I was, some of my cousins were, were went to Kalioka, but there were some classes and courses available at Central that simply weren't available at Kalioka, that, and that's why my girls so, stayed there. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, the opportunities for extracurricular that uh, weren't afforded at either Mount Pleasant or at uh, uh, at Cully, but and the class list, yeah. But to say that there has not been, uh, in, in, to my observation, a 25 to 30 year trend of uh, movement away from central uh, toward private and homeschool. I, I mean, that, this listener is pointing that out, and 
And you can quibble about the numbers this way or that, but his observation seems to be well taken, as well as the you know the first time anybody I know of has given some thoughtful analysis as to what the cause of and what the remedy might be for the trend. Everybody else just wants to deny uh, and uh, uh, say we don't know what to do about it. Uh, this listener, for one, had some analysis and uh, some solution. Uh, and so I'd say whoever else you are, you know, you come up with some analysis and solution. It may be a different one. I think getting some stability, you know, uh, if we can you know, keep Dr. Steele there for a while and, and stuff to where everybody knows what's expected. You know, right now he's still setting expectations. He's still building culture. Uh, and once he gets to that point where now it's 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 there. And said that I think you're going to see I think you're going to see uh, dramatic improvements. I think you're going to see um, a, a stronger situation there. And uh, just hope you know again that 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 turnover. You know, I've been on both sides of this in in this county. I've been I was a private school teacher and I was a public school teacher, and that was the biggest thing I noticed between the two was was stability. Yeah, there you go. All right, folks. Uh, in other news, uh, the state of Missouri sued the Biden administration for violation of the First Amendment rights of the citizens of Missouri and all of the United States, saying that the Biden administration had been using the FBI and other regulatories and even the White House itself, calling on uh, particularly Facebook and or pre-Musk Twitter to censor or suppress uh, certain stories or to advance certain stories. And they won in one of the most blistering opinions. It's pretty far down in the weeds unless you're a lawyer. But one of the most blistering opinions I've ever seen, the Biden administration has been enjoined from even calling up Facebook. Now, they'll, they'll uh, and it got it upheld in the Court of Appeals already. So this is, this is bigger news, really, than Biden hauling, you know, $20 million out the back door in suitcases. Uh, this, what they did about the First Amendment.